Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast that you're listening to right now. Thank you so much called Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. It is a daily podcast, 365 days a year, and each day we talk to an author about all of the things related to their career, their book, their life, and more in 30 minutes or less, because who has time? I am now an author myself, although I wasn't when I started this podcast, and you can get my new memoir, Bookends, a memoir of love, loss, and literature, wherever books are sold starting July 1st, and my children's book, Princess Charming. You can learn more about me at zibbyowens.com, but really, you're here to learn more about the authors, and that is what we're going to do. Also, be sure to check out all the other podcasts in the Zcast Podcast Network. You can learn more at zcastnetwork.com and definitely check out those shows as well. Mike Lupica and James Patterson are the co-authors of The House of Wolves. James Patterson was on this podcast already for his amazing memoir, and he is the world's best-selling author. Did you hear that? The world's best-selling author. Among his creations are Alex Cross, The Women's Murder Club, Michael Bennett, and Maximum Ride. His number one best-selling nonfiction includes Walk in My Combat Boots, Filthy Rich, and his autobiography, James Patterson by James Patterson. He has collaborated on novels with Bill Clinton and Dolly Parton and has won an Edgar Award, nine Emmy Awards, and the National Humanities Medal. 
Mike Lupica is a veteran sports columnist, spending most of his career with the New York Daily News, and he is now a member of the National Sports Media Association Hall of Fame. For three decades, he was a panelist on ESPN's The Sports Reporters, which, by the way, my husband Kyle used to watch all the time and thinks this is the coolest thing ever. As a novelist, he has written 17 New York Times bestsellers, the most recent of which was The Horsewoman, his first collaboration with James Patterson. Welcome, Jimmy and Nikki. <laughs> Welcome, Jim and Mike. Uh, to moms don't have time to read books. Thank you for coming on to discuss The House of Wolves. Can you please tell listeners what this book is about? Mike, what is this one about anyway? Do you remember? I do remember. <laughs> it's, it's, first of all, it's about another great woman character from uh, the, the firm of Patterson and Lupica. <laughs> A young woman named Jenny Wolf who is, Jim, I don't think this spoils any to say she's not supposed to inherit the family empire in newspapers and a San Francisco football team, but she does much to the unhappiness, the extreme unhappiness of her three brothers, uh, who all thought they were the boy princes who were going to grow up to be king, and it didn't quite work out that way. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people, I do anyway, and I think Mike and I both do, I think a lot of people like these sort of family saga things, whether it's right. Succession or Yellowstone or the Corleones, and, and that's what this is. And, and this family, they don't get along. They were, they were brought up to eat one another by their <laughs> father, who's this tough, uh, unpleasant, but humorous guy. And um, we had the toughest focus, focus group of all because we gave it out to... Well, I, my wife, Sue, who who thought it was the best book I've ever dealt with. And then and then Mike, how did your you had different uh, folks reading it? What, how did they respond? Zibby, I've, I've got a lot of smart women in my life, as Jim does with Sue. And my daughter and my wife loved this book. And so did my mother-in-law. And 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 and, and, and Zibby, it's it's brought it's brought me and my mother-in-law closer together. Is that wow. fair to say, Jim? Uh, That's nice. That's a beautiful thing. Is, is, <laughs> is that a good thing or is that not? Yes, a good no, thing? it's a good thing. <laughs> she couldn't put it down. She read it in a day and a half. I told Jim this. And you have to understand, my, my daughter is a writer. She's a show jumper. So the horsewoman came out of that world and came out of her life. A lot of that it. That was a book that we wrote as well, yeah. Mike and I, yeah. And my daughter, Hannah, likes... House of Wolves, much better than she liked The Horsewoman. Interesting. Well, I think the reason all the smart women like this book is because it's about a really smart woman who is really strutting her stuff. It actually reminded me, I don't know if you remember the movie Wildcats from the 1980s. Do you remember that movie with Goldie Hawn where she coached? Yeah. Like the, she's like the track coach. And that's how I sort of envisioned her, Jenny, with her high school team, sort of on the field and commanding at the end of Wildcats once she's commanded all this respect from the team. And then how she can definitely go and just like sit there on the 40-yard line and call all the shots and have yeah, such yeah. great command. In, of in the Wolf family, Jenny just refuses to be part of it. There they're the most, you know, one of the most powerful families in California, and she just can't stand it. And she just goes off and she's she teaches at a, at a high school in San Francisco and winds up also coaching the football team there, private school. And, and she loves the sport and loves loves history as well. But but she is unusual. And, and, and her father believes that she knows more about about football and life than than any of any of his sons who he doesn't really care for. So. Uh, that's how Jenny becomes, uh, I think, the star of the story. 
And it's not just that they don't get along like they have little squabbles that most families might have. I mean, they are literally like out for each other in, the, in a big, big way. And you, yeah. know, you feel, I felt like very protective of Jenny from the beginning, you know, like I knew she could take care of herself, but still, you know, get those guys away. Zimby, mm-hmm. Jim referenced the Corleones uh, before, uh, compared to the Wolf family in our book, the Corleones are like a musical comedy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> There are uh, the wolves, uh, you know, the kill or be killed wolves are, are wolves are are much uh, tougher than that. And and Jim's right. You know, there is a Yellowstone feel to this. There is a succession feel to this. But the, the thing that we love the most is that it's all operates around this fabulous character. Jenny is a fabulous character. And I, I just believe that men or women are going to a root like hell for her. Yes. Yeah, I mean, not to be self-serving here, which we're being, but um, but, but we do think that this is this is accurate. You know what what we talk, you know, in, in terms of Jenny, and and one of the things about it has to do with the dialogue, a lot of which is is Mike. Is there's a lot of funny, there's a lot of funny lines in this in the book. I mean, the way they go at each other, they're very they're they're not stupid people. They're just, you know, sick in the head a little bit. Uh, but they go at each other in very, very, you know, kind of mean-spirited but fun. You know, the other thing about it is it's one of these, and I think this happens to me anyway when I watch Succession or Yellowstone and some of those, is I go like, you know, I thought my family was kind of crazy, but they're really not so bad, you know? <laughs> <laughs> when, when Hannah Lubica finished reading the book, I got a text from her and she said, Oh, now you tell me it's okay to punch my brothers? Um, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, right. sort of the, the ultimate act of um, condoning sibling rivalry, or perhaps not. <laughs> we celebrate. We celebrate. Yeah. We, we, we elevate sibling rivalries to an art form in this book. And I think the, the intertwining relationships will surprise you you know, the reader as, as we go, because uh, Mr. Patterson has told me from the time we first sat down with each other that when he's writing a book, he imagines that there's one person sitting across the table from him and he does not want that person to get up. And I don't mm-hmm. think not until we make- finish the story. That's right. By the way, Mike, I don't know if you're aware of it. We were talking about it before, but Zibby is, is now opening a bookstore uh, in Santa Monica, on Santa Monica, whatever, in Santa Monica, going to be open in February, which is very cool. And so we hope that uh, there's room for uh, House of Wolves in the in the in the bookstore. There will be room. We'll send we'll send a bunch. You know, no, Zibby, Zibby, I am coming out to uh, Santa Monica to visit my youngest son in late February. Oh, perfect! Oh, perfect. He works. He works on Abbott Kinney. And so I am stopping by for sure. Oh my gosh, stop by. If you want, we'll have an event for you. It'll be one of our first, if you're interested. I, I think I think, I think, think we can arrange that, sure. Something, I don't know. Well, that's great. And maybe your son wants to work part-time in our bookstore. Uh, well, I, I, I <laughs> yes, he's in. <laughs> Is there a tennis court inside the book, in the bookstore? <laughs> maybe then. <laughs> he can play tennis with my husband, who plays all the time. And, uh, you know. We'll we'll get them all set up. I like how you have Jenny's relationship with her ex husband, um, who is the 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 quarterback of the team, 
and how she she wants to trust him. And yet, of course, he keeps like disappointing her in very big ways. And sort of that, that hopeful spirit that she brought to it at the beginning in particular. And then having to come and, and be the boss, really, which is really, I mean, this whole badass, which you have in the book in a very funny way, I mean, really is the key to, to Jenny's whole demeanor. So tell me about how did you even craft her and how did you two do it together where you're coming up with this amazing character and her brothers and all the other supporting well you know i I never as i've told you before uh i don't like to you know it's like asking the people of coca-cola for the secret formula (laughs) but since it's you and uh ken so mike what mike and i do is we'll we'll alternate words so if for the song osei can you see by the dawn's early light. Like we that. just wrote that today, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's just something the we did new today. song that we just wrote, and you know, <laughs> I, we go back and forth a lot, which is nice. It, it's actually a, a nice friendship has evolved out of the whole uh, thing where we, we've been writing together for I don't know, a couple of years now, I think. Yeah. Uh, so um, yeah, what we, we do off. we do go back and forth a lot. What about what about what about? You know, it it ended this way. What if it ends this way? And that sort of changes everything. Or we thought this was going to happen. Or one of the brothers may or may not survive the book. So, uh, you know, whatever. Maybe (laughs) we're not going to reveal that here, but who knows? Yeah, yeah. Zibby, let me tell you something. Uh, uh, Most days, this this will be an exchange at some point from one of us. Okay, I promise this is my last call today. But what if at the end, what if at the end of chapter 35, instead of doing that, we do that and then I'll hang up or Jim will hang up and about uh, 15 minutes later. OK, I, I said that was the last phone call. But we, we got just one more. Just one yeah, more. I just we called we, we were talking earlier about something and then we talked and talked and then Mike said something. And then about a minute later, I called back and I said, I will not be able to unhear that. yeah jimmy when we play golf we didn't know this for a while but when we play golf the caddies in one of the places where they referred to being in our group as the show i did not know this till i ran into one of them out on eastern long island this summer he says well you know we call it the show and i said well I, i i can see how you might think that way but that's just you're seeing our relationship laid bare around bad golf shots. Yeah. I mean, but I think that's why whatever fun there is. And I think there's a lot of, I mean, obviously it's not a comedy, but there, there is a lot of, there there is a lot of comedic and, and a lot of twists and turns. You know, the other thing I was thinking about this before we got on the call and like right now, the Christmas season coming up, holiday season, whatever people want to call it. And I always like to have a couple of, and I, I do like, I like a lot of other kinds, but I do like to have a thriller or two. And and Mike and I have gone through this. There's nothing out there right now. And there are a lot of good books out on a lot of different things, but this is its own category, this sort of page turner thing, which you really can't put down. And I don't know what's going to happen in February, but there's nothing out there right now. The, the, the Grisham's pretty good. And I got an Alice Cross, which is reasonably good. But the, I mean, and, and and some writers that that Mike and I both like a lot, and it's just not there. And that's that's not unusual. So for people that like to escape, like I mean, the whole the the idea of your of your of of, of the podcast, we got an hour. 
You got mm-hmm. half an hour in the day. This is a, this House of Wolves is a really nice escape, I think. I mean, Debbie, you you would you know I mean it you read a, it. So, yeah. I completely agree. I think I I feel like I read the first hundred pages in an hour. I was like. You know, I was trying to put my kids to bed. I always read a lot while I'm putting my kids to bed because it takes. Like, you can read it to the hours. kids. That's okay. No, I read it. <laughs> no, Jim. No, no, no. No, don't read it to the. Don't read it. I did not. Not not only did I not read it to the kids, but I was reading near them, and I had to keep like moving the book, <laughs> moving the book away so they didn't see certain words and and all of that. But um, listen, no, listen. I couldn't. I couldn't put it down. It was. It was. I well, mean, you I was know, inhaling it. I'm not revealing something, but it takes us what two pages to bump somebody off, Jim. I mean, we, we don't. <laughs> not in this book. Not in this book. We do have one coming, which maybe we can talk about in September. But and there, there are there are a number of people that don't get to the end of the book in that book. Yeah, this one not so much, but a little bit. I also think it was neat how you you wove in, especially with the sports stuff. Some it's mostly fiction, but you then you weave in some real names and real players, and so mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. feel like you're like, am I in a novel or is this my life or what is going on here? <laughs> yeah, well, you can you can have no interest in football, and I don't have a lot, and still it's, it's it's irrelevant to this thing. But the other thing about the NFL, it is so screwy, and some of the, <laughs> some of the owners are such nutcases. I mean, the guy, not to name any names, but the guy that owns the Washington Commanders that named that team the Commanders and and the Miami Dolphins guy, kind of questionable moves that they've done. So there's a little piece of that, which is gets into that whole thing of, and I know we are guys and we should be defending guys, but it's difficult <laughs> sometimes. Some of these patriarchs are kind of not not my cup of tea. And, and, and we get to skewer them in the book, which is nice. Or people like them. There, I, I think right now the only woman really in charge of a team is in New Orleans. Uh, I think Tom Betts, the widow, and and um, uh, I think Mrs. Ford was running the Detroit, the Rams uh, at one point, right? I think Georgia, yeah, yeah. Georgia Frontieri was the oft-married Georgia Frontieri. They were bumper stickers when she owned the Rams that said. Honk if you've been married to Georgia, and uh, it's a cruel sport. <laughs> but Jimmy, having been around this, these people my whole life, okay, NFL owners, and and we make a big thing out of this because there's only 32 members of this club, and once you have one of these teams, you will do anything to hold on to it, and if you want one, you will do anything, including maybe kill people to. <laughs> To get one, but it's it is it's a re, it's the world's greatest richest reality. It's like the real uh, real owners of the National Football League. It really is a reality series. And Jenny is 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 in the club, and and some of them do not want her in the club. No, no, <laughs> uh, which no, is no. one of the, another fun thing about the about the about the uh, about the story. Yes, a lot of uh, oppositional forces. Um, yeah. I love it. This whole push pull. And I think as a lay person, football watcher, that's, I didn't say that very well, but my husband watches a ton of football. So I, I have like a passing knowledge of all of it and it's fine. Like I wasn't confused. It was all good. So I feel like I know you're great at writing about sports, obviously, but especially in this book, which has such a strong woman protagonist. Well, the big thing here is really the family. And and we haven't talked about, you know, one of the brothers, which is also a a fun part of the book. One of the brothers owns or runs the the, the, the newspaper in San Francisco. 
And and in the book, he starts attacking his sister and in very, very unpleasant ways. So that whole thing about the newspaper business, which yeah. Mike was in as well. And and, and and that's a real fun part of the, of the book. And, and they also have a media empire around California. So that's another little part which we get to uh, have fun. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This episode is sponsored by Better Help. Sometimes we all have stuff we need to get off our chests. Even if we don't think it's interfering with our daily life, there are some things you just haven't processed, be it grief or trauma, eating disorders, anything. It might be time to work on those things, and I have a solution for you. Therapy. Online therapy by BetterHelp. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I took the brief questionnaire online where there were, I don't know, 20 questions. It didn't take long at all, maybe three minutes. And then I got matched with a therapist who could help me work on whatever. I picked trauma because even though it happened in 2001, I am somehow still not over the loss of my friend on 9-11. And it is what it is. BetterHelp is going to help. And I am so excited, especially because with my special code, instead of $80 a month, it is 10% off, $72 a month, which is so much less than traditional therapy, and you'll get a perfect therapist for you. There are 35,000 therapists to choose from, so you'll find the right one. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash moms don't have time today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash moms don't have time. I loved when Jenny, um, after her brother had put that in, well, first how, how their mom was really upset and they're like, oh, that you, you had done this stuff in your teenage years. She's like, no, it's my brother for putting it in the newspaper. And then she walks through that scene was like one of my favorites where she gets slandered essentially in the paper. And then she's like, I'm not going to deal with this walks right through. And you have her just be like, okay, it was great. Just (laughs) such an empowerment. It is fun. You know, one of the the interesting things that happened a, a couple of weeks ago was Audible, where I have a little relationship, I do some some podcasts for them, and they got a little interested in the book. And, and they do the, because Amazon sponsors the Thursday night football on Prime Video. And they said, well, we could do so, but we want some original material. So Mike and I wrote, I think, 15 new chapters, which are in the book. 
And it's wow. the day before the book starts. Huh. Uh, it's called Fear the Wolf. And I, it's, I think it's out. I'm not sure on, on, on as an audible podcast. But what we're going to do, so there's 15 chapters out there that aren't in the book, which I, I don't know if anybody's ever done that. Probably somebody has, but I don't know. And and eventually we'll we'll probably deal with that the 15 chapters somewhere too. But that that's another fun thing. That's so cool. I would I would didn't seem like fun at the time, but it turned out to be after fun. after we it's it really it's 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 because w- when we're writing the book, we kept thinking you know we 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 had bumped off a pretty great character in chapter one, and I yes. every once in a while I'd say to Jim, well, what. What couple of schmucks! <laughs> I wonder what he would have been like. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, and and it was almost—it's like the pro, and we thought about it as a prologue, and we said no, it just didn't fit, and mm-hmm. and then so it essentially is, Jim. It's like um, it's like a great advertisement for you know, it became a great advertisement for uh, House of Wolves. One of the fun things to do is if you know the idea of you 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 write the hell out of a character and then you get rid of them early. It doesn't sure. happen that often. <laughs> Certainly, you know, cause or like in television, I can think of one series where they did it, the mayor of Kingston or the something of Kingston. So it's a, I think it's Paramount plus whatever. And they actually knock off a major actor in the first, they obviously meant to do this, but in, in, in the first episode, I go like, what? <laughs> He's dead. Yeah. No, but it, it's a lot it's of flashbacks. Bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an interesting thing to do. Does it, yeah. Jim? Doesn't I? I I'm, I'm, my 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 memory, as you know, can fail me often. But isn't William Holden's character floating in the pool at the start as he starts the narration of Sunset Boulevard? I think I think Sunset Boulevard is narrated by a dead guy, and and Joe Wolf. Even gone is a huge presence in this book. I mean, he's yes. a huge presence for Jenny. He's a huge presence for his three sons. And and God willing, they make it. They all make it to the end of the book, Jim. If I, I hope to do. I'm rooting for Jack, Danny, and and and, and little Tommy. Thomas. Yeah, little Tommy. He's not really that little. It would be awful, there. Jim. It'd be awful if anything happened. Yeah, to it would be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is what it's like. Welcome to the writer's room. Yeah. No, I love it. It's awesome. Oh, I just know. I love it. It's really neat to see the behind the scenes of how they all evolve and also the control, right? Like the idea that someone who's controlling in your life, you literally cannot be rid of that force, even if they pass away. And what do you do with that? Like, how do you make sense of it if you don't even have the option to talk to the person anymore? It, it's it's like this intractable thing, which I think so many people can relate to if they have a difficult character sort of in their lives. Like, what if there are strings they pull? And right. Not to this extent, but but still. Yeah. Anybody that's going to go see a shrink, I say, it's your father or your mother. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we I, I, just, talked- I just saved you a lot of money. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> both. We haven't even talked about one of my favorite characters. Sylvia, I hope you agree with me. The cop. Cantor yes, is, yes. Is, 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 is because yes. I mean, we, we do have a murder we need to solve yes. in yes. this book. And this cop kind I of forget. Did we solve it? <laughs> yes, we did. We yes. did. We solved it. Okay. Yes, right. yes, we did. In fact, Zibby, at one point when we, when we were thinking how much we did like Joe Wolf, I did call up Jim one day and I said, did, did they ever find the body? Jim? <laughs> he goes, yes, unfortunately, Mike. They, they we can't. We can. We, we unfortunately, Joe Zibby had a do not resuscitate uh, order on him, so we couldn't bring him back. 
But this cop, Jim knows this, this cop kind of came wandering into the book and we couldn't get him out. <laughs> this is correct. <laughs> that happens. Well, that's one of the, I mean, we do outline pretty heavily, but the outline is not a straitjacket for us. And, and, and that's always been the way any books that I do. It's like, I don't know. But and that happens every once in a while. You start writing a character and all of a sudden you go like, oh, no, I like this character. This character is interesting. We want more of this character. Yeah. And and, and that's what happened with Cantor. For, for, yeah, for, for it was sure. a, I would not want to be interrogated necessarily. And then there were one of the sons we didn't care for that much. So, you know, whatever. Well, I hope nothing happened to him. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> no spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't say which. We already, we already spoiled the first chapter, but so what? But no. it's only the second page that we, I mean, it really, it really, I think it's the That's second. That's true. That's true. Do you have visions of who you want to play these characters if it were to be a movie? I haven't really, oh, I don't know. Who Who do you think? Who would be a good Jenny for you, Zibby? I don't know. I feel like I keep thinking, I mean, she's too old now, I guess, Sandra Bullock, because I think, didn't she play something similar, like a owner of a basketball? There was, there was a football, which was a kind of a mean spirited with Pacino and any, any Sunday or oh, any given Sunday. Any yeah. Given yeah, yeah, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Any yeah, given yeah. Sunday. That was just a, a nasty. Cameron Diaz. Yeah. 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 But that was just a kind of a, a humorless approach. You know, yeah. Whoever the biggest female star in the world is right now, Zibby, just <laughs> that's who it her, is. Whoever that is, we'd we'd like to get. We have a very <laughs> famous actress interested in another one of our characters. We do, we do, we do. Who is the uh, the woman in Hunger Games? She's good. Oh, yeah. Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I can yeah. see that. I can totally see that. Listen, problem solved. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Jenny, Mickey, and Jimmy. There you go. You're uh, you're yeah. off set now. Coming full circle. And Dolly. <laughs> I, Jim, I used to say to Omar Leonard, he'd be, he'd be writing a book and I'd say, who, who do you, uh, what do you think the, the main character looks like? And every time he'd say George Clooney <laughs> and it wasn't, if it wasn't George Clooney, he'd say Brad Pitt. I'd say, yeah, okay, good. Yeah, fine. And he did get George Clooney in one of the, in, Oh man, did he ever? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. In uh, the one with Jennifer Lopez. He's great. And, and that, that's the one where the children wound up in the trunk of the car, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was in the new movie with Julie Roberts and and uh, George Clooney. They did like outtakes at the end, and uh-huh. somebody accidentally spills all the stuff on George Clooney and and Julie Roberts. It's like it's okay. It's just George Clooney, and he's like, "Yeah, call one eight hundred Brad Pitt. It's fine. I have a replacement." <laughs> hey, how is that uh-huh. movie? How is that movie? We have it. We haven't watched it yet. Is it any good? Yeah, well, it's Clooney like, and Julie Roberts. Yeah, what's it called? Out of, oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's not a great title that you remember. Right? I can't remember the title. This is so embarrassing. Yeah, we my just husband. watched Tar the other night. That's a tough one, but boy, oh, is that, yeah. is that yeah. smart? <laughs> really smart. Very tough. Yeah, I have to get to that one. She has to win the Academy Award. She's so good. Yeah, Kate, Kate, Kate Blanchett. She's so ter- terrific in it. So the question is, how do you take this book now and make it? one of palatable in some like PG version for all the kids that you both write for. Like my, my nephew's been reading Mike, all of your books. Sorry, Jim. But anyway, he's been reading all of them. <laughs> I've heard this before. I'm sorry. It reminds me of a story. It reminds me of a horrifying story. I'll tell it. I'll tell it closer <laughs> to reality. So Mike and I are out golfing and this woman comes running up to us <laughs> and I'm sort of like, you know, here she comes, you know, and, and she runs up to Mike and she says, Mike, you're my favorite author. 
And yeah. Mike immediately called his agent and, uh, you know. And everybody I knew. I, I, yeah. I, I, oh, yeah. But Jim, I. I we get it. Yeah. I think you cut off Zibby when she was talking about my <laughs> Oh, yeah. Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. No, no. I just, you when you're writing these great characters, it's great to have, it would be great to have like a an equally amazing, strong female, younger, like how do you put this in, how do you shrink down some of the themes or maybe you have no interest in doing this, or maybe you will or won't. But I don't know. Some of these great themes, I feel like, are really good for kids to hear. But this is obviously too advanced. That's that could be a cool thing. The wolf's growing up when they're like 10, oh 11, God. 12 years old. That'd be horrifying. Yes. It's a horror movie. That's like no, a, that would be more great. horrifying than Lemony Snicket. There, there's a scene in the book where two of the wolf boys come back, Zivi, and and one of them has gotten beaten up pretty badly, and yes. And and the father doesn't care. I remember. They they, he's mad that they, they let the bad guys take their ball away from him. Yes. He said something like there are two girls in the family, or didn't he say some some something yes, that was yeah, like he's, that? Or, he's, yeah. not a, he's not a nice man. Yeah, he's, something like that. Oh well. So can you tell but us? But I like that. I like that the wolves at wolves, uh, yeah, early wolves. Early yeah. Wolves, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wait, Jim. I think they already had a book like that. I think it was called Lord of the Flies. <laughs> no, well, that's true. <laughs> what's What's the name of a wolf that's a baby? Does it have a name? You know what I mean, like a cub. Maybe wolves. Uh, I don't. I don't know. You have yeah, to look sure, cub. Yeah, we'll go with cub. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think it is a cub. I think it is a cub. The Treehouse of Cubs. So we have we have various wolf caps that we have. Mm. Uh, the University of Nevada, I think, had they have a wolf on theirs, right? And then, and then Mike had an original done with another kind of wolf on. So we have our, our wolf caps. Oh, good. You could so, even uh, get like a. We may, a we're, we're doing we're doing a tour, which is I don't usually do. But we're going to do that in January when the book comes out. I forget where the heck we're going, but uh, it'll be. Fun. I know we're going to North Carolina, on. South Carolina, Florida, Georgia, and New York City. Big bad right. I know we're going to Clemson. I don't yeah. know why, but we're going to Clemson. And I know we're going Tallahassee, Charlotte, New York City. I know we're yeah, we're, I know we're going to be in Good Morning America and, and Morning, I think Morning Joe, maybe. Morning Joe, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Zibby. I mean, I mom. mean, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, this is the this first is the one, place though. to start. You gotta, you gotta we start. may have to get Work your way up. Zibby, we may have to get you a wolf cap. Jim, I may have to bring Zibby a wolf cap to say I would love a wolf cap. Uh-huh. Very cool. <laughs> Just do either of you have advice for aspiring authors who are trying to do what you're doing, work closely with somebody, try to find the right partner, co-write any of it, or just try to do anything. I don't know. Any advice, any parting advice for anybody? I always think that people, well, story, story, story. I mean, it, it, look, it all depends on what you want to do. I mean, if you actually want to make money and, and not that, you, that, that that needs to be the, the reason you write your book, but story is really useful. Just story, story, story. And if, and if you can tell it to somebody who's not your best friend or your friend who is will always tell you what they really think, and and you tell them, you know, like a couple of sentences, and they go, "Oh my God, that sounds great," you know. Like for example, my my wife, her mother died a few years back, and mother was ninety eight, wonderful lady, whatever. And she was talking about her like a couple of days later. And she said, she said something to the effect of things I wish I told my mother. And I said, that's a book. Mm. And she wrote it as a novel, not about her mother, but about a mother daughter thing, things I wish I told my mother. And, and so that's the kind of thing where you go like, Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and her book, 
it just takes it, it's a mother and a daughter. The mother's a, a kind of a tough doctor, very serious. And the daughter's more of an artist. And they decide at some point they're going to take this trip. Uh, why am I selling Sue's book? Well, you know, yeah, fine. Uh, yeah. well, <laughs> in April. They Sue take on this here. trip and they and and they what, what they want to do is stop being mother-daughter and just be friends and be adults, which of course doesn't work. But uh, and they're the odd couple. But I but just that, you know, you just get that title and go, yeah, think, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a book there. So I mean that's a big piece of it, I think. Just where you go, you, you and you go like, oh, I want to read that when you tell me two sentences about it. That's that that's useful. That is useful. Lizzie, you're talking to two people. We we write every day. Jim writes every day. I write every day. He's right. Uh, it, working with him has been like getting a master class in storytelling. And I'd never worked with anybody before. But I, I guess if I did have one good uh, uh, a point for young writers, if you are going to find a writing partner, I suggest if you can try hooking up with the guy who sold more books than anybody <laughs> on the planet. That, 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 that I'm always open, always open. <laughs> that to me, Zibby, I, you know, that may sound crazy, but you know what? Damn it. It's working for me. <laughs> oh, I love it. Thank you. You guys are hilarious. That was totally a bright spot of my rainy gross day here. So thank you for the laughter and really fun. You're very welcome. It's always nice to be on here and it, you're, you're, you're really fun. And I, I, I'm sure the bookstore will be really cool. Oh yeah. Please come. Zibby's bookshop. We will. All right. Mike will. I, I haven't been to LA since, since COVID. That's, oh, uh, it's, it's, uh, I guess it's time. I should go back. Yeah. Definitely sunny. So <laughs> yeah. Well, we're, it's, it's, I mean, well, you're in Florida. You see the so. sun in my in my uh, yeah. You have here. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a step up from New York. But. Mike's in Florida, but you'd never know it because he has no windows in his office. So that's simply not true. Look, he has look. a he has a nice tan. Oh, I'm sorry. Look, oh, that's nice. Look at yeah. that. Well, yeah. Oh, that's cool. All right, palm trees and a whole ball of wax. Wow. Is that real stuff? Or is that just a painted window? <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, thank my you. Real view. Thank you, Jimmy. <laughs> Thanks, thank both you, of you. Thank you. Thank you so Bye, much. Thank you, Mike. Take care. Okay. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.